Hello? Are you here? Well, those are the first questions. The third question is, hey, how you doing? We're all about our proper greetings here on the Paul Leslie Hour, as you can tell. Now, this interview today is from the archives. That means it's from the way back machine. This is Paul's second interview with ALO. ALO is a rock band from California. In an age when bands come and go, ALO continues to make records and perform around the world. Now, you may be asking where that name ALO comes from. Well, they were formerly known as the American Liberation Orchestra back when they started in Santa Barbara, California. ALO is signed to the Brushfire Records label, and they're still touring to this very day. Hey, real quick, can you subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel? That was a question that requires an answer, and the answer is, of course you can. You join and subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel and find the best way to stay up to date with all of Paul's interviews and reviews. And it's totally free. And it's totally fun. Now, there is something to be said for the backstage interview, isn't there? Well, that's good, because this is one of them. ALO was opening up for singer-songwriter Jack Johnson when Paul caught up with them backstage. This interview recorded before the show is an enjoyable artifact, so let's listen together. And, oh, yeah. What do you think about James Brown's advice to the band? Hmm? This is uh, kind of like deja vu, because uh, it was five years ago, back on the Radio Margaritaville days, I had a little digital recorder, and I was on a tour bus. This was at Chastain Park, and uh, it was one of, I'm not just saying this, this is one of my, it was one of my favorite interviews that I'd ever done with the band, because it was lighthearted and fun, but it was also serious at the same time. But it's kind of like deja vu because I'm back here with ALO again. Same yeah. spot even? No, it was at Chastain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're at Lakewood this time. Yeah, right. So for those who maybe uh, are being exposed to ALO for the first time, just like last time, I would like it if you guys could introduce yourselves. Yes. My name's Leva. I play guitar and do a little singing. My name is Gabe Brogan. I play drums and sing. My name is Zach Gill, keyboardist, singer. My name is Steve Adams. I play bass and do some singing as well. All right. I like how you said being exposed to the first time, like there might be a vaccine for it or something. What news fact? Urge to. This is your first exposure. <laughs> <laughs> you, usually the rash comes from repeated exposure. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if a burning sensation happens, let's urinate. We'll tell you all about Put on the first album of Dracula. Just in case. All right. Zach, could you lean in a little bit? Sure. All right. Lean this. Lean in. That's probably the girl who's trying to get in right. Does that like a next like next help? This is a Metro PCF. Anyways, let me turn this one off. We'll edit all this out. Can you text message and speak to you? That's my nephew saying, hey, you. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's her ring. 
Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the new album is called Man of the World, and it's an album dedicated to the spirit of creativity. Yeah. Which I thought that was interesting. Not too many people thought I read that line. Yeah, liner notes. <laughs> I read liner notes obsessively. Yeah. Wh- whose idea was it to put that? Why did I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we all agree. Yeah. And it was a good dedication. The spirit of creativity sort of relates to the, like, the spirit of Chris that passed. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah. And we've dedicated the album. One of this is like an offering. There was one of many dedications, yeah. right? I mean, there were other, are there other dedications? Well, there's thank yous, but that's the, oh, that's the only dedication, the sole dedication. There were others. The muse. But creativity was capitalized. I'd really say that that's like an offering, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You leave out for the ghost. Yeah. For a spirit. Goes to creativity pass. You know, cookies and milk for Santa Claus. It's like a, this is our cookies and milk. Our offering to the creativity yeah. spirit. Spirit of creativity. Yeah, Thank you. It's like a little. Yeah. Thank you. It's yours now. We kind of, I think we sort of approached this record. Well, we wanted to approach this record going into it with like a real sort of open creative mindset. And uh, I think we kept referring to that while we were making it. I think I could keep it fun and creative. I think now that that's when that, you know, national can't come for you back. You know, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I always try to, um, I always try to dedicate it. I told him I'm dedicated to the spirit of creativity and the art of good luck and good luck and good luck and Lowering yourself into a cave. No, that's pretty much a cave. The luck thing is the, uh, is the, uh, is the quality that it, when it, when a kid has like excessive energy mm. and you'll watch them do things like, uh, like maybe they'll, they'll, you know, you'll watch them just like following the line on the sidewalk, like real meticulously, like for no, no real reason other than OCD. It's kind of like, well, some people call it that, but like, you know, it's like a, a free play thing. Yeah. But oh, right, right, a right. lot of people believe that like the arts, even in general, come out of, you know, you get, the love thing is kind of something you do when you have, Extra energy mm-hmm. and extra time, and you're and you're willing to just kind of do play with your time. Yeah, subconscious free play with time. Yeah, free play with time. You know, which I always based on sort of what's just where yeah. you happen to find yourself. Which I always thought was a good thing. Yeah. So for those that, uh, like I said earlier, this is the first exposure, their first contact with ALO. Got it over deep, deep already. <laughs> oh, the powers of uh, technology. How was ALO born? It was born. How was it born? It was born from friends, kid friends, just wanted to like create music, right? Yeah, essentially, yeah, Galumpy. Yeah, it was like Galumpy. Galumpy. Yeah, it was born out of Galumping. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Dan and Steve and I all wanted to be in a band. We, yeah, we wanted to be in a band when we were young. Samuel we all, all played instruments, and then when we got to UC Santa Barbara, we met Dave. He wanted to be in a band too. We all kind of had the same, uh, like, ah, you know, you could. You could, uh, if you just practiced hard and you worked hard as a band, you could, uh, you could, um, you know, you could become successful and do it for a living. But you three guys um, started in junior high school, right? Which yeah. is a real prime time for Galumpy. Yeah. It's not quite, so you don't have as much homework usually. No, no, not right. It's not that serious. No. Yeah, we go like all the way through college, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's even a lot of it going on last night. That's the yeah, magic of it. That's, true. Yeah. that's really true. Like, when you, 
the scene that we were in in Santa Barbara, very in Isla Vista, which is a town, it was like, it was so fertile because you had built-in audience of thousands of students. So you could play anytime and have a big crowd. There was a great, like, multiplex of, of band rehearsal spaces. So you had a big community of musicians doing it. And it really did feel like you just did it and practiced that you'd be success, successful. Hmm. You know, the resources there were, there were, no, were all there. It was a real outliers type of experience where it was just right place at the right time. If you had the drive, the, the environment was totally fertile for you to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we went to, that's where we met Jack Johnson was at college there. And it was much the same thing. Hmm. We had a band. Same thing, same rehearsal space. Yeah, it was an easy situation. I mean, you could you could not same parties. You could just have the will to play, and you could get a gig. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a DVD out, and it's called Jack Johnson, uh, Jack Johnson and Concert, and uh, it features you guys on it a bit. Or no, uh, the Weekend of the Greek is the one. Weekend of the Greek. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You guys play in a lot of really just incredible places. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a lot of pictures I've seen of you guys playing some places that are incredible looking. Mm-hmm. Is there one place that you guys can say in unison that was the most awesome place that you got to play a gig? I know one place. Should we all say it together at the same time? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know, Red Rock? Highlander. North Augusta is South Carolina. Which I think was maybe the most memorable place ever. It's pretty incredible spot. And in a way, I think it almost inspired the birth of ALM, sort of like indirectly. (laughs) Because we we were out in Georgia living for the summer of 96, all together liner. And uh, and we got to like sort of take in some of the James Brown scene and the influence and all that. And came back to college wanting to like really play funk music and stuff. And I think that was a big. Thing for the beginning of AOR, I wanted to have a punk orchestra. But uh, I think that was discovered out here in Florida. You know, when you guys put out uh, an ALO record, what is the process like for making the music? Because there's so many of you. Yeah, that's changed over the years. So, like, lately it's been pretty collaborative where we tried to go into a commercial space. And just jam together. And then we kind of pick some of the best screws and stuff and try to trim those into songs. There's that process. There's also the process where people bring in pretty much complete songs and we kind of flesh them out as a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those being the two, you know, extremes and then things in between, you mm-hmm. where it's like half someone's song, half jam, yeah. half, you know, yeah. But all everything in between. Yeah, so someone will yeah. bring in a jam, I, a song idea, and we'll jam on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this sort of like a well spoken. The last two records too, we kind of gave ourselves a short amount of time to do that. Like so, that's probably part of that affects the process too. Like there's three weeks, we're gonna take three weeks in the studio just to do as much as we can, get as far as we can. And that's um, that's that's been part of our process too, for limiting our time. I mean, that's even an interesting assumption that you can, you know, that we've kind of like put into our process that you could make a good album every weeks, right? You know, that's not about as opposed to you know some some bands like you know like the Legend of Steve Dan, where it's like that wouldn't be like their right. the time. You know, they're like, no, we're gonna get in there, we're gonna fix, make everything meticulously. I think our thing is like let the mistakes happen if they're cool. Mm-hmm. 
and just think on your toes. So when you put out a record, what would you say the end result? What do you think the goal is? I think it's to capture, you know, capture like a moment in time, how people are feeling and within that time and how people are playing. I think if you can capture it well, I think that's sort of the goal. I just sort of capture that moment because you're never going to get it again. It's sort of like it passes. You know? It almost feels like a, like a, like an album is like, like a step on a staircase or, a, or a rung on a ladder or whatever, you know, like, like without it, it's all just sort of floating around. Like we, we used to have periods we'd go long periods of time without making albums. And then these songs would get written and performed and you get tired of it. It's sort of, disappear by an album like organized all that like okay here's like 10 or 12 songs you know recorded and documented it feels like it sort of completes and then you can like step on that and then the next album's another step and you can keep like moving whereas with that it sometimes it feels like you're just full well speaking of moving ALO's been around a while how would you say that the band has evolved over the years because like if you listen to the I forget the name of this album, but it has the Valentine's Day song on it. Oh, Alex Expander. That's an really, really, really have changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, each one of us affects it. You know, I mean, I, you know, time affects it. I think it just goes through the same changes musically that, like, anybody's life would go through, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, that's kind of relates to the last question a little bit too. Like what's the album? The album is like where we're collectively at, at that time, mm-hmm. you know, like, right. So like, yeah, it's like time experience collectively where we were yeah, at that time. Yeah. I think we wear our influences on our sleeves quite a bit or did. I think maybe between like time expander and, and, and um, fly between falls and certain like, what we're into musically kind of shows up on the album. Uh, not so much. I mean, you can see it all. Like you know, you could definitely. You know, you know what the, the really nice thing about having it album as Dan says, you follow the evolution. I always really enjoyed that with other bands. You know, I w- sometimes I wish some of our there's some some pretty uh, pretty great moments in our thing where we didn't make yeah, albums. We have some that are kind of like lost. So it almost makes yeah. it like how they get yeah. from there to there. You know, like so there's definitely yeah. some lost. Recordings and tapes right. and albums that did There was definitely happen. something in between Time Expander and Fly Between Fires. There was a, a that lot. Didn't get recorded. Yeah. Yeah. There was a sound there That's too. It's sort of, it's sort of like the, those times, those periods in your life when like your camera's broken or whatever, you just yeah. don't take a lot of pictures. Yeah. 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 You get these it points in your life where you just like. And oftentimes those are the times where you're, you're so too busy. You get recorded. Yeah. 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 We started yeah. an album in it, like with Busy Killing Time and those tunes. Yeah. And that was sort of like one of those in between. That was sort of a meta period. Yeah. yeah. Time Expander was a, yeah, it was just a shadow of its original thing. I thought of this question last night, and I think it's an interesting question. How would you define a band that is successful? Yeah. You know, there's, there's lots of different levels of success. I mean, somebody uh, was, I was like, I met an old, uh, you know, kind of family friend not too long ago, and he was like, he was like, oh, what are you doing? I was telling him what I was doing, and then as he, as he was, like, leaving, his parting thing was like, well, good to see you, good to see you doing your thing, and I'm, you're, you're undoubtedly touching lives. 
you know, and that was sort of his thing. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, he was right. And so that's a success all on its own, you know, right there. Um, the, the, the other level of success is being successful enough to be able to keep doing that and, and have a, you know, adult life and time, you know, there's a little bit of success there. Just get involved. There's like the, your personal goals and like what you personally want out of life, like sort of what you dream of and whatnot. And then there's like the band goals. You can kind of measure success, um, next to those goals a little bit if you're like medium as goal, but yeah. But then there's also just like, for me, I know like a goal for me is just to sort of maintain a certain level of happiness, you know, and satisfaction in some way. So that's a pretty general goal. It's not like we want to be playing this club and by this time or like that. It's almost like a personal thing. But goals are like an easy way to sort of measure your measure it, I guess. If you just try to rock as many people as you can and and hopefully you get enough back on that to just keep your thing going so you can just keep doing it. Grow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. I, saw it, I totally saw a thing on TV the other day where the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were really young and they like asked them if they felt successful. And it was a very similar thing, you know, it was just like, it's, you know, what is success? We, we were successful when we were kids. Like, you know, yeah. we put together a band yeah. and like lots of other kids put together a band, totally. you know, and like, you know, it's all these different moments, you know, it's very, very personal. Mm-hmm. You know, but hopefully it sure does help at night to sleep when you feel successful. Yeah. You know, it's like the feeling of being, feeling unsuccessful is daunting. Yeah. I mean, when we put on a good show and you can really tell everyone wants on stage and you can everyone cut the breeze, you know, that's a good set and a good show. It's like that feels successful as well. And it's such a micro moment in a whole grand scheme of things that, yeah, that's sort of a balance or validating moments. You're listening to our interview with ALO on the Paul Leslie Hour. Well, I have two more questions. What is the best part about being in ALO? The camaraderie. That's what came to my mind, too, actually. It sounds kind of cheesy, but I think it's true. Like, a lot of the other projects I play in, like, don't have that the same, like, uh, old friends, family kind of feeling that ALO has. I think that's really one thing that's most special about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not very business or it's not very professional. I mean, in a good way, you know, I mean, like everyone's real, just kind of comfortable. Sometimes that's bad too, you know, like for TSPM. So. Yeah. Cause you, you know, you're not afraid to say things or something, but it's, it's personal, you know, it's real like life. It's alive. I think what I like about it too is that it's a, a real like sort of band process, sort of like a traditional band process, like great collaborative. Well, I don't know how traditional that is, but like, it's a very, it feels very like democratic and collaborative and everyone gets a, gets a say in something. And, as opposed to maybe a band where it's like the leader, you know. Uh, I think that's a real special thing for this band. We've been able to maintain that sort of over, you know, many hurdles and long periods of time. Still feel good about it. I think the friendship, you know, makes that possible for it. So. Well, my last question, do you guys have any parting words of wisdom 
Partying? 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 Getting up at school. Stay off drugs. That's what Jim... James Brown with Make the, music uh, number two. That's what he told us. Make music number two. Get back in school. <laughs> yeah, just, well, we were in college still, and you're thinking about quitting. Don't do music and professionally. Like, yeah, doing a band professionally. He <laughs> said, "Then make music number two." Band, we were thinking about quitting. Yeah, quitting. You guys were thinking about quitting college. Across our monitor in Georgia. Yeah, across our monitor. We could just stay out here and like. Highly nervous. Magical. Yeah. Yeah, the summer, I mean, we always talk about the summer of 96 when we all moved to Georgia was like a real turning point, I think, in all our lives. It was like a, an interesting moment. A lot of things changed forever after that. What would it have been like? Be, we all would have stayed there. Yeah. <laughs> we probably had another three months in us and we all I know. We might have all got, like, strung out. Or something. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think uh, someone told me. Mushroom people. Someone told me this bit of advice about just relationships in general, but uh, I think it applies to the band too, to being in a band, but to not take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. Just to like, yeah, not overthink it, not get too down or, you know, it's good just to sort of appreciate it and like have, enjoy it. And, you know, as long as all that's kind of flowing, I think it's good. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find out more about ALO at alomusic.com. What does ALO stand for? I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You're down on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Alomusic.com. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.